Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. This is Michael, everybody. We'll be right back in just a minute. Don't go away. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is my tool. I am Keeper, your host. Thank you for being here, everybody. Uh, there's been a lot going on in the news, and if you're paying attention, thank you for doing so. If you're not paying attention, well, you are definitely part of the problem. So get ready, get set, and uh, uh, grab hold of your oar or something like that because uh, we seem to be swimming through some deep, deep doo-doo, and I would rather have you have a paddle to get up that creek and get away from what's going on and be prepared than... Uh, be blindsided onto a waterfall of manure. Um, <laughs> if you're paying attention recently, and I don't know how many people actually listen to Sean Hannity, and he, I listen to him quite often, and some of the things that he says I take with a grain of salt or sometimes a whole bag. Uh, other times I listen to what his guests are talking about, and if you did hear him today, he had Pamela Geller on during the, uh, the third hour, uh, five o'clock to six hour. He's got a three-hour program. Lucky for him. And uh, a guy by the name of Michael uh, Gort, something like that. Uh, And as they were discussing this Iran deal, one of the things that people ought to be paying attention to, and you better be calling your senator saying, no, 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 no. Stop it. Don't do it. Don't sign on to it. Don't like it. Uh, Actually read it because America doesn't stand to gain anything from it whatsoever. Absolutely nothing. They caved on every single issue. We don't even have hostages, three of which that are in, you know, locked up someplace in Iran, one of which is missing still, uh, back home. And I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I think they just picked up a couple more Americans somewhere in Iran today or the last couple of days. Just heard a quick blurb about it, so I can't verify that information yet. Meanwhile, the Ayatollah Khomeini, however they're pronouncing it now, was out there leading chants, death to America. He went on record to say that Israel will no longer be in 25 years. Some of our senators on this end of the world want to sit there and say, we're not saying that Iran's going to have a nuclear weapon in 10 or 15 years. 
were saying that they will not ever have a nuclear bomb. Uh, that's, that is a great big lie because now we're going to have a nuclear arms race transpiring in the Middle East. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, all the places over there that don't have them, they're going to be trying to get them, build them, make them. Also, Iran has uh, hooked up with Russia, and Russia said that, well, yeah, we'll go ahead and build you a missile defense system. How bad is this going to be? I mean, if I had a magic, you know, a magic eight ball that really did tell the truth, how bad do you think this is going to be? Iran has already gone on record saying that they want to wipe out the uh, uh, semantic Semitic regime or the Israeli regime. And what does that mean? Doesn't that mean Israel? And anyway, this guy on Sean Hannity, he's saying, no, 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 they're not going to get a nuclear weapon. Uh, They're not going to bomb anybody. This is actually, they're bringing stability to the region. And uh, he will not believe or listen to the actual facts and listen to the things that the leaders of that country is saying. And it really, really blows my mind that this dude just simply, just simply does not compute. It goes in one ear and like doesn't even make it halfway across his brain. Uh, if you're familiar with Altakia, you know that Muslims or people that follow Islam are not all Muslims because Somewhere along the lines, the difference between Sunni and Shiite is a little bit different, and sometimes they don't actually lie to advance their agenda. But this guy just doesn't get it. He is so blinded and trusting of you know the Iranian regime, the mullahs in Iran, saying that oh no, we're not, gonna, we're it's all peaceful, you know, and, but they're not saying that. They're saying that death to America. They're saying death to Israel. They're saying that we're going to use nuclear weapons. We're going to say we're going to... They're laying it out there. Plain and simple. They're not lying about it. They're saying it outright. And maybe they are lying about that, but I really kind of doubt it because they are the biggest supporter of terror all across the Middle East. And if you look at some of the stories, ISIS supposedly was created by the CIA, whether in, you know, in with an intent to do so or... Uh, by relative accident, by causing the instability out there in the first place, because we all know that the United States government has meddled in the affairs of foreign governments for years and years and years. So, you know, pulling strings this way, and they tried to uh, dictate a Syrian president, they tried to dictate uh, an Iraqi president, and once upon a time, Saddam Hussein was the guy, the go-to guy, that's who they went to. That's who, who, you know, the powers that be put in place to adhere to Western ideals, if you will, or insight or control so that we could get money or oil or whatever it might happen to be. But look how that turned out. There's no central bank in Iran right now. There might be soon, but that's one of the few countries that still doesn't have a, a central banking system that isn't dictated influence through the International Monetary Fund and all the other people within, obviously, the IRS or the Federal Reserve System because if you're not aware, the Federal Reserve is a privately owned entity and the government doesn't own it. 
government, our, our federal government is paying interest on the money borrowed that we do the things that we do on a daily basis. That's why it says Federal Reserve Note. So, you know, in regards to Iran, we're giving them, uh, what is it, $180 million in, the, in their economy somehow. I couldn't tell you exactly how it relates to uh, $8 trillion U.S. dollars. That's a lot of money. And if you go back about five years, four years, you you might have heard of BRICS or BRACS, which was uh, a, a group of countries that tried to get together and, and form a world equivalent of an international monetary fund so that they did not have to buy oil in U.S. dollars. And whether or not, whether or not that is still happening remains to be seen. China seems to be throwing U.S. Treasury gold or bonds or whatever it happens to be by the wayside. They just dumped like $94 million worth of this stuff. Russia is getting away from investors that buy property using U.S. dollars. They're trying to convert everything to the ruble to make sure that they're using their local money to bolster their own economy because Russia is sinking. We're sinking. China's sinking. If you're paying attention to the stock exchange, and yeah, we had a good day today, but it's not going to last. There are many, many economists across the United States that are saying that you know America's looking for a really, really big hiccup in regards to our economy. But on the good side of things, Kim Davis was released, and I don't know if it was because Mike Huckabee, you know, knocked on the judge's door and said, hey, you're going to release her before I get there, but she was released before he got there. Uh, I'm not sure if Lindsey Graham actually went and visited her or something like that, but she stood up for her principles, and very, very few, even national radio show hosts are talking about the fact that she was actually upholding upholding Kentucky law, which states that in Kentucky, a marriage is between a man and a woman. And I don't care which side of the issue you fall on. The Supreme Court ruled on a decision by Congress. That's all that they did. They didn't say that this was law. All they did was rule on a decision based on that, based on Congress. Okay? So Congress said this is what the law is going to be, and everybody has to adhere to it. Well, that's not necessarily true when you look at places like San Francisco, which is a sanctuary city. And what happened not too long ago? We had somebody get killed by an illegal immigrant. So when you're talking about picking and choosing what laws you're going to follow as a state, this lady was well within her right to do so to uphold Kentucky state law, which defines marriage as one man and one woman. And if you'll remember, it is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Sorry to throw that out there, but it it really is kind of it's kind of true. I mean, what is the natural order of things? Okay, a man and a man can't have a kid. they got to adopt. A woman and a woman can't have a kid. they got to adopt. So go forth and multiply. <laughs> it's, just, it's just simply not going to happen there. It's just, it doesn't work, right? Uh, there's not enough evidence to say that gay marriages last any longer than heterosexual marriages because now we're, we all seem to be in a 
mindset of, well, you know, I'm done with that. I don't want it anymore. I'll just go ahead and get rid of it and change it. Uh, you know, I, I've been married for long enough. I don't want to be married anymore, so I'll just go get another one. And we used to make things work. We used to try hard to make them work. If it was broken, we tried to fix it. Now we just throw it away and go get a new one. Well, this marriage is broken, so I just I don't want to deal with it anymore, so I'll just go get a new one. That's why we have so many broken homes, because we don't value, you know, spending a lifetime with somebody anymore. And lots of people still do. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen every day, but not everybody does. I mean, me personally, I've been married twice, legally married twice, and once I had uh, my last relationship, I was ready to be done. I didn't want to get married anymore. I didn't want to have to be single, and I did everything I could to make it work, do my best, and it just apparently wasn't flying. Uh, but that's the way it goes. I have three great kids, two of which I don't get to see, and I've got one that I get to see every other weekend, and he is actually a dynamite kid, very smart. Makes me look stupid a lot of the time. He's actually looking forward to going back to school, which I didn't expect because also in the long, are you ready to go back to school? No. Why not? School sucks. Well, why does school suck? It's boring. All right, well, you're smarter than the average kid, I guess. And, yeah, we think that about our own children all the time, and in a lot of cases it happens to be true. So what I tell his teachers when I went to his open house the other day, challenge him. Make him work hard. Don't let him sit. Don't let him be bored. And that's what I advise every parent to do. Challenge your kids. You know, go to the teacher. Make them, you know, put a strain on them. Make them work. You know, if not at home, certainly because we don't need hours and hours and hours of homework. And we all know this common core thing just is not flying whatsoever. But challenge your kids. I mean, when he was four years old, my son was four years old, I was writing math questions for him. And he was he would go do them, maybe like, I don't know, 25 on a page or something like that, piece of paper. He would go do them and come back and ask me for more. So I'd do it again. And he'd come back and ask me for more. He'd do it again. I, I got... <laughs> He would bug me for them, and I got tired of writing them out. So I started getting some off the computer and just putting them out. Now, here you go, dude. Another page. Here you go, dude. And he dug it. So he likes math. He likes to read. He likes science. So um, hopefully this year, he's in fifth grade, so hopefully this year he'll get challenged quite a bit. And uh, I've met his teachers, and I know who they are. I know how to get in touch with them if I have a question or a comment or a suggestion or something like that. But do that. Stay involved with your kids' you know, education, especially while they're young, uh, and help them like it. You know, don't put up with, oh, I hate school. Well, yeah, we hated school when we were in high school. I mean, it wasn't so much that we hated it when we were in you know, grade school or middle school now. When I was in school, it was junior high school. So, yeah, Kim Davis, she's been released, so that's a good thing. And uh, let's see, so... Donald Trump's really ahead in the polls. Uh, 
what else has happened today? Uh, Apple just put out their keynote today, or one of their keynotes, and they're talking about uh, the first thing it opened which, with was their iWatch. Yeah, sorry about that. And, uh, so I went to their website, and I'm looking at this thing. I don't have time to actually watch the whole keynote, but um, they were talking about their iWatch, from what I understand. It, it's really kind of freaky. Um, it, it, it's... <laughs> I'm looking at it here. It says, receive and respond to notifications in an instant. Track your daily activity. Control your music using only your voice. Pay for groceries just like that. With Apple iWatch, important information and essential features are always just a raise of the wrist away. So here, they're teaching you how to raise your hands in the air already. Government's going to point a gun at you. Get I've got to raise my hands. Let's see who you are. Got my, you know, I'm my iWatch on, so here you can identify me like that. Some of the things that I've heard about this thing is, uh, if you go to your doctor's office, which was really, really frightening, it, <clears throat> you go to your doctor's office and they can identify you if you have an iWatch on. They can identify you that you're there and ready for your appointment. And if the doctor has one, he can say that he's ready to see you or whatever. Um, I mean, it's it. <laughs> You don't need to have an RFID chip. All you need is your iWatch. It, it's just scary. I mean, sure, they've got, you know, uh, wrist, you know, just step counters and things like that. You don't have, it doesn't have to be on your wrist. I mean, they can count your heart rate and all these other things. But that, to me, is just freaky. That is all kinds of an invasion of privacy because where is Wi-Fi? It is everywhere. So all they got to do is put a little Wi-Fi thing in here. And since that watch knows that you are you and not somebody else, What's to say that information isn't getting transmitted someplace and they can track you with an iWatch? I mean, let me step paranoid for a minute. I mean, I don't like the amount of government we've got now, but here Apple is stepping into tracking who you are, and you're buying it. Really? You're going to go buy an iWatch to identify who you are to buy groceries? You know, walk into a grocery store anywhere, scan your little watch or whatever, move your watch a little closer to a reader or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah, we know who you are. Ooh, paperless society, which is what they're looking for. And really all that's happening is you're transferring debt. You don't, you don't actually have any money. Cash is worthless because it's not backed by actual gold anymore. You're just transferring debt from point A to point B. That's it. Fiat currency is what it's called, if you're not familiar with it. So if you don't know how to can food, hopefully you're not canning GMO food, because who knows how long it will last. Probably probably as long as honey will. You might want to learn. If you're not stocking up on dry goods, you might want to. If you don't know how to filter your own water, you might want to learn. And like I said, I'm I'm touching, I'm stepping to paranoid. I mean, I, the way I see things going down is really kind of freaky. And if you're not ready to go, whether it is, you know, go hide in a hole someplace or go step to it because some idiot decided to feel froggy and push an issue, then, I mean, 
you're going to be hurting. You're going to be sitting in the FEMA camp going, government, take care of me. Think, I mean, think about it. Look at what is transpiring. Our federal government, our elected officials do not listen to us. Why is Donald Trump resonating so well with everybody? Because we know as individuals the federal government does not listen and doesn't care about what we're doing. We've got career politicians. If we had actual term limits on our congresspeople, maybe those congresspeople would actually work for us. They wouldn't get in bed with lobbyists and special interest groups that only get them to make government bigger. It is, really. It really is all about control. I mean, if you have not ever read the book 1984 by George Orwell, that's what we're living, people. It really is. If you have a game system, and you have a PlayStation Move, or uh, what's the new one on Xbox? They got a camera in that thing. You got cameras on your phones. You think, you know, I mean, we've heard stories where the laptop or the computer at home, the cameras come on without you asking it to. You don't think that everything that you do online can be followed and monitored and things like that? Oh, no, the government wouldn't do that to us. Let me just say bullshit. And I'll let that sink in. we got a couple of good shows coming up for you. Tomorrow night, uh, right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash W-I-N-N as America's Phoenix. Captain 2020 himself, Bill Muckler, is going to be hosting. This dude wrote a book called 2020, A Clear Vision for America. You can download it at eBay, uh, Amazon.com. I think you can get it from a website, which if you listen to tomorrow night's show, you'll find out what that website is. I can't give it to you right off the top of my head. Uh, and then Friday is uh, the Week in Perspective with James Bostick. And right after that, it's an hour-long program. Right after that is Mark Hoffman and Patriot Nation. He does uh, a couple other radio shows during the week, Patriot Nation Radio Live on Mondays and Thursdays. And he's got an hour-long episode here on when. Uh, same time frame, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 o'clock uh, Pacific, but you can listen to it in archive anytime. And thank you for doing so. I appreciate that. My my uh, my listenership has gone quite through the roof, and I do appreciate that. So thank you for listening to this program. I don't like talking to uh, nobody. If you have a question or comment, I'd like you to dial that phone number, 516-453-9128. And uh, somebody's going to answer your call, find out if you're a real person uh, or a robot, and get you on the air with me. Uh, so I'm, I'm just kind of cruising through the Internet, and uh, I came across this one little blog talking about Donald Trump. This was from uh, last month, the beginning of last month. And uh, it's talking about companies dumping Donald Trump because of his stance on immigration or his stance on the fact that our politicians are stupid uh, I mean, we did elect them, so what does that really say about us? 
I didn't vote for Obama the second time. I did vote for him the first time, and I now call him my presidential representative, even though I didn't vote for him the second time because I hate saying his name. I say it from time to time, but, you know, we all make mistakes. Um, But I'm looking at this because right now we're looking at the fall season of the election cycle. And obviously Hillary Clinton's numbers are going down 52, 51, somewhere between 51 or 50 and 53% of the population don't like her. We all know she's a liar. Some people don't seem to care. A lot of people say she's untrustworthy. And it has now come out that at least two of the emails were sent, were classified. Classified or top secret, the highest level, I think it's top secret, that were on this server that she paid a White House staffer to have set up, which ended up in some dude's bathroom in another state. So if you listen to me again, she paid a White House staffer to have an email server set up set up that was obviously not secured, which ended up being in another state, Colorado. This is a state that's not following federal law because they have legalized marijuana. You can't. So, again, it's pick and choose about what federal law you're going to follow or not. Big kudos to Ken Davis. When she was asked the question, did you clean your email server? Everybody knows. Oh, what, with a cloth or a rag? <clears throat> yeah, really, lady? Really? So if you're watching any of that, you've got to realize that she is full of it. We all know that. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, the avowed socialist who's not running under, under a Democratic ticket. Uh, he's running under an independent ticket, but everybody knows that he is a, a 73-year-old socialist. And for whatever reason, his numbers are going up. Well, maybe that's because everybody is learning and understanding that Hillary Clinton really is a douchebag. Joe Biden, eh, well, I don't know if I'm going to run or not. You know, he is a walking trip over the tongue. Anytime he opens his mouth, he says something stupid or something wrong or whatever. Um, And if you look back in history, I'm sure he's a very intelligent man, and here's why I say that. If you look back through presidential history and, and running mate history, what kind of people have the vice president been? or been portrayed to be not very bright individuals. Right? So there you go. Uh, Some of them have been very intelligent and done great things, but not all of them. I mean, Dan Quayle said that we're not going to have the ice caps like by 2010. Well, they're still there, and they actually got bigger. 
uh, and and this this <laughs> speaking of ice caps and uh, we're now looking at the biggest threat to domestic security uh, the security you know homeland security is climate change. Are you kidding me, really? That's what you want everybody to focus on. That's why all of these things that are getting passed down by the EPA are more and more strict against organizations like coal, which can actually be engineered to burn very clean, and natural gas. So you're going to limit the emissions from coal plants so much so that they have to shut down and get them to retool to be able to burn natural gas. Once they start burning natural gas and it takes, you know, five years or so or ten years or so, the caps on natural gas are going to be pretty much the same that they were when they first started trying to retool everything to burn natural gas, which we do have a lot of in the United States. But again, those are going to be so strict they can't burn natural gas anymore. So then what's going to happen? And here in my state, in Virginia, they're actually actually pushing for a lot of solar energy, which is dynamite. And if you want to know something about a really cool solar idea, talking about green energy and things like that, I want you to check out solar roadways. You can go to, I think it's Indiegogo or Indigo or something like that and, sit and type in solar roadways or just type in solar roadways and it'll bring it up. Really, really cool plan, really cool idea. Uh, when you're talking about infrastructure and things like that, it would provide a lot of jobs. We would be on the forefront of you know, solar energy if we grab hold of this, but I'm sure that places like Dubai would probably grab hold of it first because it's really, really cool, and they're the ones with all the money. But you ought to go check it out, and I think you might be able to invest in it. I don't know what you could get for it or get back as a return on it, but it's it's there's lots of practical uses for it. Instead of just having... You know, asphalt out there doing nothing. It would be a solar collector providing energy or store or obtaining energy from the sun. It could be stored in batteries or whatever it happens to be, um, and later on used to light roads or light street lights or whatever. I mean, these things could be lit up, uh, and the lines in the road would be there because you know they've got LED lights in them. Very efficient, very cost effective. It could be used for parking lots. It could be used for tennis courts or basketball courts or whatever it happens to be. Uh, I kind of see that you could put a clear AstroTurf over the top of it and play football or baseball or whatever, whatever it is, and you can have the lines right there. You know, you wouldn't be a baseball player. Spatters wouldn't be able to, you know, swipe the batter's box out anymore because it wouldn't be chalk on dirt. But still, maybe that could work. Who knows? But definitely check that out. So this Trump thing, people getting away from, you know, backing Donald Trump or see who could get away from selling his merchandise the fastest. And uh, I'll just read some of this to you here really quick. As the competition, again, this was from last month. Uh, as the competition heats up to see which company can dump Trump the fastest due to his immigration comments, one such company that cut ties with Donald with Donald with the Donald 
Thank you. Uh, should have taken a good look in the mirror first. Yes, Macy's, too, can play this game. The retail giant, you're going to be hopefully, well, maybe surprised at some of this information. Uh, gotcha. Go for it. Um, I was surprised because I did not know this. I like learning things on a daily basis, and I did learn this today, and it was awesome. Uh, yes, Macy's, too, can play this game. The retail giant, one of the first companies to end business with Trump, said in a July 1st statement that they had no tolerance for discrimination in any form and that to, and that respect, this is quote-unquote, respect for the dignity of all people is a cornerstone of Macy's culture. Now, just in case you've been living under a rock <laughs> for the past six weeks during his presidential announcement speech, Trump candidly addressed the nation's problem with illegal immigration or illegal immigrant crime, excuse me, and said, when Mexico sends its people, and I'm sure that you've heard this quote, but it's been misquoted, so this is what he said. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're sending, uh, they're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're bringing rapists, and some assume are good people. And some, I assume, are good people. That's what he said. Now, let's view this, this is back to the article. Let's, now, let's view the situation from the I'm offended of everything perspective, which Macy's basically used to validate its seven ties with Donald Trump, um, and ask the simple question, how is it that Donald Trump's comment about the fact that illegal aliens cross our borders and commit crimes are any more offensive than Macy's doing business with a company named after a Nazi supporter? a white pop star who used the N-word while posting a photo of her son, and a rap star who can be seen choking and having sex with his girlfriend in a new commercial, which I haven't seen because I don't have TV, thank God. I wouldn't want to watch this anyway. To Donald Trump's accurate, albeit blunt, remarks on illegal immigration possibly be more offensive than these aforementioned examples? It goes on. Let's find out. I'll just read you this. This is pretty priceless stuff. Macy sells brand name after Nazi supporter. Clothing company Hugo Boss, whose founder, Hugo Boss, was a member of the Nazi party during World War II and supplied uniforms to the Nazis, has been selling its merchandise in Macy's stores for years. According to Hugo Boss, from 1924 to 1945, a clothing factory during the, during the Weimar Republic and Third Reich, which is posted on the Hugo Boss website. In 1924, Hugo Boss opened his first clothing factory, and one of his first major commissions was for a large batch of shirts for the Munich-based textiles distributor Rudolf Born, which also included brown shirts for the National Socialist Party. See where this is going. Hugo, Boss, Hugo F. Boss advertised his company during the mid-1930s as a supplier of party equipment since 1924. Uh, <clears throat> how old is Bernie Sanders? 70 what? Three? During World War II, Hugo Boss employed those, uh, employed those 140 mostly female forced laborers as well as, for a brief period of time, 40 French prisoners of war. Now, isn't that something? It is no Worth noting, the company Hugo Boss has apologized for its founder's Nazi ties, but it certainly raises some questions as to how Macy's couldn't bear its relationship with Trump 
yet they continue to have no problem selling merchandise attached to the Nazi supporter's name. Interesting, right? Macy's ignores the material girl's use of the N-word. Pop megastar Madonna launched an exclusive clothing line with Macy's in 2010. The collection is called Material Girl and is designed, quote-unquote, in collaboration with Madonna and her daughter, Words, along with the Iconics brand group's fashion department. Today, a quick search of Material Girl on the Macy's website produces 291 products for sale. That's quite good. Apparently, Macy's never got wind of Madonna's use of the N-word in her 2014 Instagram post, or the fact that she used the term gay as an insult during a word association game with the online site BuzzFeed. Now, really, why would Madonna do something like that? Because she seems to be quite liberal in my mind. Uh, Surely, if they had known this, Macy's would have immediately terminated terminated their relationship with Madonna for her lack of respect for the dignity of all people, right? Macy's also said in their statement that Trump's immigration comments are inconsistent with their values. How is it that someone using the N-word and calling something gay as an insult is somehow consistent with Macy's values? Now, again, I don't care what side of the gay marriage deal you fall. Uh, God says it's not right. I don't see how it's even right in nature. Because, you know, you can't make babies. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, and until they're actually able to somehow change somebody's DNA and maybe put a uterus and some ovaries inside a guy that wants to be a girl and do all that stuff, I don't see how that's ever going to change. DNA is DNA, and that's the way that it goes. Uh, so <laughs> continuing on, this is, I mean, this... Let's just go ahead and hit the bottom line. There's there's one other thing in here. Uh, sexual violence against women doesn't bother the retail giant. This is the third part of what they were talking about. In 2010, Macy's also signed a deal with rap mogul P. Diddy to sell his fashion brand, Sean John in stores. The deal meant that Sean John's men's sportswear collection would be sold online and in 400 Macy's stores with additional stores added over time. Today, a quick search of Sean John on Macy's website produces 436 products for sale. In May, the rapper released a commercial for his new Sean John fragrance, 3AM, which features him choking and having sex with his girlfriend in June. The rapper was arrested for an alleged violent altercation with his son's football coach in UCLA. The case is ongoing, which I didn't know about. See, I'm learning something new every day. Check this out. This is two things in a day. Uh, the case is ongoing. These reps have claimed the rapper only acted in self-defense, of course. Now, will Macy's condemn the explicitity explicitly sexual nature of his commercial for a fragrance sold in their stores. It's been reported that they asked Diddy to tone down the nature of the video, but there was no denunciation of the content. Whereas Macy's official statement on P. Diddy's allegedly violent altercation altercation with a football coach, does their silence mean they are accepting of his behavior? I mean, come on. This is current stuff. I mean, Hugo Boss, old, I can kind of get it. Kids aren't getting taught the right kind of things in history class anymore, so I can kind of get the overlooking of that. And so Madonna, a little bit more current. P. Diddy, a little bit more current. So let me get to the bottom line here really quick, and then I'm going to have somebody on the i got somebody on the line. I'll bring him in in just a minute. Uh, so the bottom line of this whole article here, if Macy's 
had an ounce of dignity, they would recognize that in its full context, what Donald Trump said was accurate, and their decision to sever business ties with him was a knee-jerk reaction to a well-orchestrated witch hunt on the presidential candidate by the far-left radicals. It's no wonder thousands of Americans have have, uh, cut up their Macy's credit card and refused to shop there again. It makes kind of kind of a, a little bit of sense when you look at it in that kind of a context. So uh, we got a caller on the line. I'm gonna go ahead and bring them in now. Uh, James, you got a question or comment there, sir? Hey, keeper, how you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is James Bostic. Uh, he does our uh, <clears throat> weekend perspective on Friday nights, uh, same time frame, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So go ahead and check that out this coming Friday. What's on your mind, James? Well, uh, I was just tuning in, man, and enjoying enjoying your fine work like always. And uh, you, you were talking about you were talking about the uh, the problems with the email server. Yeah. You know, uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you loud and clear. Okay, great. Um, <clears throat> that this guy, this uh, this guy Brian Pagliano is uh, he may. Keep that name tucked away in the back of your head because he's he's going to figure in a lot more prominently, I think, than people realize. Oh yeah, he's he's got, and this is where the critical mistake was, and nobody thought it would be a mistake because nobody was ever supposed to know about this. When the Clinton people paid him to get the server set up in Chappaqua, that was in violation of his as a State Department employee. Right. Because he would have had he would have had to disclose this, and then you know somewhere along the line somebody goes, well, Brian, how come how come Secretary of State paid you five thousand uh, bucks to to do that? And 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 then he's got to go, well, damn, uh, uh, well, see, there was this server, and <laughs> so and I kind of had to pimp one out for the secretary, and so you know, doesn't want this, so. This is serious because when the FBI is called in, now we're investigating crime. Yeah, and and there, it doesn't matter what you call it. I mean, some people say it is an inquiry, a federal, you know, an FBI inquiry, but they only do criminal investigations. Exactly. Whether it's whether it's an investigation or an inquiry, it is a criminal inquiry or a criminal investigation. Now, the the other people that are involved in this. Uh, Cheryl Mills, who's Hillary's chief of staff, Jacob Sullivan, who is the assistant chief of staff, and and Huma Abedin, Abedin, excuse me. They're they're in a position to where they know too much, especially Mills and Huma. They know too much about the Clinton Foundation. They know too much about Bill Clinton's operations and how all this crap flowed in and out of the State Department when she was Secretary of State. So Jacob Sullivan, who's a fundamentally kind of an outsider, he hadn't been around as long as Mills and, and Huma, and this IT guy, those are the ones that they're going to sweat. And if he's in violation of State Department law, I'll bet you it's punishable by a maximum of X number of years. And if they don't get any cooperation, guess who's going to go away for X number of years? You know what I mean? So, I don't know if are we still on? I think we got cut off. I'm just going to go ahead and talk anyway. No, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I'm here. I could. So, so you see what I mean? So, the 
Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson, who are investigating this particular issue amongst all the other issues that are being investigated out there, they have the power to go ahead and authorize immunity if it's cleared by the Department of Justice. You know, they got to run it by them. Well, and let if, me ask you this. Okay. All right, so the email server guy said that if he was subpoenaed, he would plead the fifth. Right. And he's really, I mean, <laughs> that's not really going to benefit him because Hillary's not going to go anywhere. I think I think that she either has to uh, go through it, go through the investigation, go through the, the talking to Trey Gowdy or whoever it's going to be, because I don't think you know our presidential representative is going to step up for her and say no. Well, you know, I think that he's going to put more distance between them because there's been a feud going on between the Clintons and the Obamas for for a long time. Certainly since you know he was elected over her. Um. um yeah, and, and if by feud you mean they hate each other, you better <laughs> Absolutely. That's what so, that is. That's, obviously, he's not going to step up and, and take the legs out from the FBI, you know, take the legs out from underneath the FBI investigation. He's going to say, well, if you think that's the right thing to do. Now, do you think that as this as this goes on, do you think that she's going to dig in her heels and say, okay, well, let's go ahead and play it out, or do you think that she'll, you know, look for a plea bargain? And admit to a lesser charge, and if she does that, her chances of being president are done. I well, mean, what do you think? I'm really glad you asked that, and and I tell you why. I talked about this on uh, on my show last. Well, I've been talking about it for a while. When I when I heard you talking about this, I knew I I really wanted to get in on this one because this is this has been one of my things. And let's talk about Goodfellas. For a minute. All right. You know the movie, right? I do. Okay. Let's take a look at this from a good fellow's perspective. Hillary Clinton is a made guy. She is an established member of a prominent family who runs things, right? Right. Okay. We have the, the Obamas. This is another newly established and for right now a preeminent family. Running things, and this okay. is where I think I'm with, this is going. I'm with you. All right, this is where I now. Now there are certain tells that we can look to to see what's going on. Think back to every single crisis where the president was shocked, shocked, and just found out on the news with the rest of us. There's a million of them. Just right. whichever one. Well, whichever one you're talking about, I guarantee you. Nothing happened. A lot yeah. of sound, a lot of fury. We got to find out whose butt to kick with BP. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna. I was, I'm, I'm sick of, I'm just sick over what happened here at the IRS. I'm shocked, shocked, mind you. <laughs> and nothing, but, but nothing happens, right? Right. Nothing happens. Now this story has been going on ever since March the 10th when Hillary Clinton declared her candidacy at the UN with that disastrous rollout. There have been two or three different disastrous rollouts since then. This thing has been a tar baby that won't shake. You don't yeah. hit. You don't whack a made guy. I don't care what he's done to make you mad or if he's taken stuff from you or he screwed something up. You just don't go out and whack a made guy. There are meetings that are held. There are grievances that are reared. We look at the pros and cons. Is it worth whacking the guy? So, so Valerie Jarrett or somebody at Valerie Jarrett's instructions 
leaked those Inspector General's memos to the New York Times that started all this mess. Right. Valerie Jarrett doesn't do this unless Barack Obama says, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you look at, you know, the Goodfellows aspect, okay, so and that becoming family, right? looking to, uh, you know, make a name for themselves or get their bones, so to speak. Exactly. Uh, would definitely push this kind of thing. Because what happens, Keeper, think about this. If, and, and she, she, I don't think she can now, even with all the money, it's going to be tough because if there's a special prosecutor appointed or, there, or worse, an indictment, this is a torpedo right in the broadsides of SS pantsuit. It's done. She can't. Well, see, she I, think, can't. I think that, that the only reason that we even know about this, okay, is, yes, because of Valerie Jarrett, but at the same time, these emails came about because of the Benghazi investigation. Right. Uh, and I think that she's going to have a hard time, you know, because she's supposed to reappear in front of the Benghazi Council. October, coming up, yeah, next month. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, you're talking about things that will not go away. The email thing will not go away. Benghazi will not go away. The fact that she, up to this point, she's actually changed her tactics because somebody's actually gotten hold of her and maybe, you know, beat some sense into her or something about how she is trying to portray herself in this stuff. Now she says she's sorry, but still, none of these well, things are going away, and they all fall at her feet. And, and, and look at the chronology. Okay, she's not going to turn over the server. She turns over the server. She's she's not going to say she's sorry. She's sorry. Yeah. And 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 look at this now, people think what happens if Hillary would have won the nomination, and yeah, from there it's a pretty safe bet she would probably become president. Right. If Hillary if Hillary Clinton is president, then the next thing you're going to hear is Barack who? Yeah. He's forgotten about. He can't be forgotten about. Narcissism, the level of narcissism that both sides of this fight, this game of thrones, are are enmeshed with is is it ideology's not going to mean a thing. It's going to be like Godzilla and Rodan. It, <laughs> Kyoto is going to get destroyed. It's not going to matter. Kyoto will rebuild. We're going to settle this. Right. Joe Biden as president. Well, it would be we, a, we got a Barack Obama's term. legacy secured, don't we? Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's exactly right. It's Barack Obama's third term because it's going to go ahead. Joe's going to do everything he can to carry out as many of those initiatives as, as he can do. Because so, if you look at history, that is the, the exact thing that has transpired any time the vice president has been elected president to follow. Well, sure. Sure. So. I mean, let's pay attention to history, people, and, and, and really, I mean, I said earlier that our kids are not taught the real history of anything. They're taught, they're taught a, a slanted view. Uh, a, a lot of the information that you're given doesn't give you all of the facts. They're written by, uh, history was, is always written by the victor, no matter how it ends up, okay? And you, oh, yeah. You, you must look for yourself because there is a, a lot of history out there that are written by, you know, the underdog or the people that didn't win. That is actually truth, and it's it's not as tainted as the stuff uh, that is put out there by the victor. Uh, so you you really do need to do your research and pay attention to your history. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's if 
if she plays this out, I mean, you're talking about chronology. Let me back up here a little bit. You're talking about chronology of events, okay? First, she came out and said that uh, she didn't know anything about the email server, and then she said, well, um, I did not, I did not, there was no top secret and no classified information on there. And then she said there was, I didn't have, I did not knowingly have classified information on there. And then she kind of, oh, well, there might have been. And then now, she, like you said, you know, she didn't want to turn over the server, and then she really is. And, you know, they asked her if she had wiped it. And she said, with the cloth, to like, be flipping about it. Uh, yeah. And deflect. She has been, you know, uh, uh, she's dug her heels in every step of the way. And like I said, somebody has actually gotten a hold of her, advisors or campaign manager or something like that, and said, you really need to change your attitude. You need to be more accessible to reporters. You need to be able to talk about this stuff and uh, be more open about it. And she even actually used the word transparent. Are you kidding me? <laughs> see, there's, see there, there are so many touchstones, and you, you and I have been around long enough to, to know. I mean, if this is like... This is the whitewater defense, what they're doing. You know, they're stalling, they're delaying, they're blaming other people, right. they're, they're blaming inanimate objects, they're blaming uh, processes. You know, she's talked about the nomenclature going in between these, these uh, departments in terms of what's marked and how it's classified. And they're going to sweat this guy. Now, he might be able to give, he might be able to invoke the fifth with Congress, but when the FBI comes and they start talking to him and then this subject comes up about this, this money that Clinton's paid you, he's, I think, I think there's not going to be a Fifth Amendment invoke. There's going to be immunity. Yeah, they'll, they'll, I think he'll sing. I think that, that since he's already said, well, I would plead the Fifth, okay, I think, they're gonna, I think you're right. I think they'll sweat him, and sure. I think he's going to sit there and, and do a little sing-song and, and – see about maybe, you know, finding some little island someplace to go exist because we all know that there's been a lot of strange occurrences around the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton family about people disappearing or being dead or whatever it happens to be. Well, so cheaper. None of that man. can be proven, obviously. You know, there's no, there's the no direct know link, a lot of people, right? They do. There's a lot of people. A lot of people die every day. And this thing is the reason that a lot of people the Clinton know the Clintons know are going to die. <laughs> I'm sure there's absolutely nothing to it. It's nothing but coincidence. And that's what I'm thinking. You're right. He's saying, well, okay, if I go ahead and talk to these guys, because Senator Grassley's going to say, we don't want to see you go to jail, son. You're a yeah. young man. You have your life ahead of you. Who knows what opportunities that you you know, you can by, by just doing the right thing here with us, and and he's. I can hear the Law and Order song right now, man. You know, and and he's going to think, well, okay, uh, I'm not going to go to jail, which is good. They're not going to bust me on money. That's good too. The only thing I've got to worry about is whether or not I get whacked by some dude in the Clinton organization two years from now. Yeah. You know, and and I'm sure that goes. He, these are powerful people, and who knows what he's got? He, who knows what he's got on his thumb drives? Yeah, I bet he has every single thing. I mean, if he if he has any brains at all, he took that and made a bulletproof vest out of it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure Hillary's trusting you, and she's bringing you into the inner circle. But dude, you're you're the first layer in the firewall. Yeah, he's actually he's a scapegoat. He's the one they they'll kick to the curb. Yeah, it'll be him, and then if that doesn't work, they'll go with Jake Sullivan. And what they say there is, hey, hey, I I want to back you up on what you said about a third term. I shared a video. Who we got on the line? We just we somebody just bumped into the line. Who we got here? This is Brian. Oh, hey, Brian. Okay, yeah. Uh, I shared a yeah, I, I shared a YouTube video from 2012. Porter Stansberry was on Alex Jones' show. Sweet Tino Lemon, and um, he said exactly the same thing you said. He said Obama's going to go for a third term. It may not be physically Obama. Per se, because they got that nasty little thing called the Twenty Second Amendment. But he said it could be his wife, or it could be uh, Joe Biden. Oh, heaven forbid! But and if you look, if you look at the media, they have put out stories of his wife is thinking about running, and Joe Biden's talking about running. So yes, you're right. Hillary is a is a made woman. Okay. This came out for a specific reason to get her out of the way so the Obama regime can find a way to continue. You are absolutely spot on, and Porter Stansberry said this back in 2012. See, when, when Bill Clinton left, if you think about this, when Bill Clinton left the White House, even though George W. Bush was in office and we had a new president and a new day was dawning and all these, you know, these positive things, Bill Clinton was still the face. He was still the brand, the embodiment of the Democrat Party. And he was the embodiment of the Democrat Party all the way up until the time of Barack Obama. Now, Barack Obama wants that bad. He wants what Bill Clinton has now. He wants to be the face of the Democrat Party after he leaves office. The Bubba and the Hilda Beast, it's got good to him. They like it. And they're connected, and they've got a lot of juice. Like I was telling Kiefer, this is Godzilla and wrote or Mecha Godzilla. This is Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla, and it's on. If the Justice Department goes ahead and says, "Yeah, give the kid immunity," then that means that the president will be going for the kill. He's a petty and vindictive man, and he's not likely to let up, even if Hillary softens her stance on some of his positions or even makes any kind of conciliatory gestures as it is now. This thing has embarrassed the White House tremendously because it's like they don't know what's going on, which is not a shock to any of us, but it makes them look bad, and it hurts their feelings if more people find out that they really don't. So she's just been throwing this huge middle finger up at the administration while she was Secretary of State, but somebody, and I'm guessing it was Valerie Jarrett because she's the consigliere there, said, you know what, this is just, just hold, just wait. Let's just play this out. And Hillary's arrogance and entitlement and her massive, almost psychotic sense of being above the law. Yeah, she wants to make this. Uh, she's looking at, at being a, the first female president of the coronation as opposed to an election. So. Uh, we're, we got about a minute or so before we hit our commercials, guys. So uh, please stick around. I'm gonna, I'm looking up some approval ratings on people right now, including our current presidential representative, and I think it's somewhere between 53% uh, approval rating or disapproval rating. So 
We'll cover that when we come back. We're going to hit our commercials, James. Brian, thank you for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mindful. I am Keeper, your host. We're talking about everything and anything on the planet tonight. If you've got a question or a comment, 516-453-9128. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Pizza Palace, guaranteed hot in 30 minutes or it's free. This is Mary. May I take your order? Hi, uh, Mary. Yes, I'd like to order. This is Mr. Kelly? Uh, Yes. Thank you for calling again, sir. I share your national identification number is 610-204-9998-45-54610. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. I see you live at 736 Montrose Court, but you're calling from your cell phone. Are you at home? I'm just leaving work, but I'm... Oh, we can deliver to Bob's Auto Supply. That's at 175 Lincoln Avenue, yes? No, I'm on my way home. How do you know all this stuff? We just got wired into the system, sir. Oh, well, I'd like to order a couple of your double meat special pizzas. Sure thing. There'll be a new $20 charge for this, sir. What do you mean? Sir, the system shows me that your medical records indicate that you have high blood pressure and extremely high cholesterol. Luckily, we have a new agreement with your national health care provider that allows us to sell you double meat pies as long as you agree to waive all future claims of liability. What? Do you agree, sir? You can sign the form when we deliver, but there is a charge for processing. The total is $67 even. $67? That includes the delivery surcharge of $15 to cover the added risk to our driver of traveling through an orange zone. I live in an orange zone? Now you do. Looks like there was another robbery on Montrose yesterday. Hmm. You could save $48 if you ordered our special Sprout Submarine Combo and picked it up yourself. Comes with tofu sticks. Those are very tasty, sir. Good value, too. But I want double meat. Well, I'm sure you can afford the $67, then. You just bought those tickets to Hawaii. They weren't cheap, eh? Oh. But I see you checked out the budget beach bum at the library last week. Hmm. Up to you, sir. All right, all right. I'll get the sprout subs. Good choice, sir. Got to watch that waist if you're hitting the beach, eh? 42 inches. Wow. Man, I'd say tofu and sprouts is, like, required. That's how much? Just between you and me, there's a $3 off coupon in this month's Total Men's Fitness magazine. Your wife Betty subscribes to that, right? Anyhow, clip that and it's $19.99 even. Whoa, looks like you maxed out on all your credit cards. Bring cash, okay? Have we become so controlled and so ignorant about our rights that big institutions and big government can do whatever they want with us, even without our approval? Hi, this is Ernest Lee. Can you find 10 spare minutes a day, six days a week? Do you think restoring our constitutional republic is worth 10 minutes a day to you? If you do... Go to thelibertypledge.com and read Common Sense to The Liberty Pledge. Do it today. It's our country and our children's future that's at stake. Chuck O'Chelly, the host of O'Chelly Effect, and he's been known for many years as a blind GFK researcher specializing in intelligence agency involvement in multiple assassinations, propaganda, and other global criminal operations in the 20th and 21st centuries. Chuck just keeps making sterling point after sterling point here, all right? The initial stages of surgically cross-sectioning the onion is where we are. The- it's something so far beyond the scope of what we've been told. And again, Chuck hit the nail right on the head. Those individuals who are completely immersed in surrogate reality, in just being concerned with staring down at their iPhones as opposed to looking at the world around them, 
to the Ocelli Effect. The Ocelli Effect heard on the Internet. A great show. Bray from the Patriotic Rock Band, Madison Rising, and you're listening to Reach Out America. So he's 
<laughs> below that. Uh, <laughs> well, didn't uh, he keep? Didn't he surpass Jimmy Carter finally? Well, yeah, they actually compare. They actually compare uh, him to some past presidents, and I'm looking at it here, and I don't think I don't see I don't see Jimmy Carter's name up there. Um, I see the likes of George W. Bush, which <laughs> apparently his approval rating was 35 percent. Bill Clinton was. The uh, the second highest, which is 60%, September 1999, to get any better, you actually have to go back to September 1959, 1959, with White D. Eisenhower. His approval rating was 66%. Everybody liked Ike. Okay, yeah, because he was kicking ass, you know. <laughs> he was a leader, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the, the, the lowest, uh, well... A number of years before that, 1951. Uh, who remembers was pre- who was president then? Because I didn't live at that time. Well, Harry Truman. Truman. Uh, 19- you know? 1951. Yeah. 1951.9513% 1, of an approval rating. Uh, and actually, Gallup goes into pretty pretty good depth when it, it comes to some of this stuff. And uh, I'm going to keep digging on some of this stuff, but. We all know that he actually does suck. And, you know, look, look, looking at this at Randall, um, he just he just sank his boat because, like I said, America did not get, gain anything. America caved on everything. Jim, John, <laughs> Blowhard Kelly. Um, oh, under God, the direction yeah. uh, Under the direction of our presidential representatives, caved on everything. Absolutely everything. We did not gain one single thing, and Iran got everything that they wanted. Uh, it, it just really, really. He, he, he only. This president only wanted a deal so that he could say he made a deal with Iran. Plain and simple. And I think they should actually, you know, repeal the Nobel Peace Prize that he got. I and mean, where did this dude come from? Really, think about it. Where did he come from? How long was he uh, Illinois senator? Two years. Before voted, that? Voted present. Okay. Yeah. Before yeah, that, he, where was he? He was he was uh he was in the he was in the Illinois State House for a brief period of time and he moved he you know, he just boom. Moved from the state house to he stepped into a seat that was gonna be vacated and then two years there and so when you you're know? talking about a, a made family, uh-huh. a made man, that's it right there. Somebody wanted somebody that was going to do what they told them to do, plain and simple. And he was, okay, sure, what do I get out of it? You could be the president of the United States. Oh, okay, I could do that. I mean, that's really what it's boiled down to. Yeah, it's it's like that old joke, you know, I so said, when he was campaigning, he, he promised that he would do the public good. And when he got elected, he did. <laughs> mm. He did them real good. <laughs> so he, there was yeah, actually. He, go ahead, Brian. Tell me, one of you guys wanted to say something. It sounded like Brian oh, wanted to no, say something. Was, I was just, I was just getting ready to go. On, you know, he's no. And, and, I was, I was muted. Oh, I got you. Go ahead, James. Go ahead, James. Kerry dropped trail for the VC. <laughs> 
No, seriously, guys. You know he did. He threw those medals over the, the fence, and he, he, he lied about dudes committing atrocities over there. He dropped trail for the V.C. When he got into the Senate, he dropped trail for the Sandinistas. This guy has been on the side of everything since, he, since he's been in a, since, his, since his military career. And it's been nothing but opportunism and ambition. His damn son-in-law is the, the nephew or cousin of, of one of the high muckety-mucks with the moolahs in Tehran, guys. Yeah. Tell him he's not plugged in. He's plugged all the way in. He couldn't get out if, if he wanted to. And, you know, here we are. We're, uh, as a country, reestablishing you know, diplomatic ties with Cuba. Oh, Jesus. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure that President Kennedy rolled over in his grave. I, I mean, I, I have no doubt about it. With the state of this country, I think a lot of the former presidents have rolled over in their grave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them were like two or three feet from the surface where they were trying to dig out. Yeah. Hey, guys, how are y'all going tonight? Hey, hey Bobby. What's going on, man? I made it. Uh, oh, my God. You would not believe what I walked into. Yeah, I would. Well, we're, I we're mean, talking about uh, the Hillary Clinton email. We're talking about uh, how the current presidential representative is a made person. Uh, he came really from obscurity and was elevated to the presidency because people are stupid. Uh, and don't really pay attention to, you know, the past and the history and everything like that. So, uh, Well, you know, the American political system are really thanking God for dumbing down the American people. That's the reason why we have a two-party system that runs the world. Well, yeah, you know, and, and you know, talking about term limits and things like that, when people want to sit there and buy into, okay, yes, you know, your senators, they got to run every two years. But nobody wants to take the seat away from the sitting senator. Nobody really tries. Nobody bothers to. Okay, well, and when people actually go in to vote, they see a name that they recognize, and they just check that one. Oh, okay, that's a good one. All right, yeah. fine. They've if been my can... senator for this long, and they're doing, I guess, an okay job, so why should I change that? Yeah, so he, that hasn't, a... he hasn't been found with a dead hooker or a live boy. So incumbency, yeah. incumbency, you get in there, man. Once you get in, it's like the Postal Service, you know? <laughs> yeah. You get the only in way there. out is to go. The postal. Yeah. You you're you get in there, you got it, babe. And incumbency is a that's why I scream term limits. I scream bloody murder for term limits. I never really fully understood it until about ten years ago that it makes absolute sense. And I can think of no other way. I mean we do it with the presidency. Not that that keeps them altogether that honest, but it you gotta start somewhere and I think that's an that's an effective nail to drive. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean when, if if you are paying attention, okay, if any person really does pay attention to what transpires, and obviously enough people are uh, at least beginning to pay attention because they like, you know, Donald Trump, they like, uh, 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 what's that gal's name? They even like her. Carly Fiorina? Yes, Fiorina. Yeah, Carly's a class act. She's cool. Uh, they like Ted Cruz. Yeah, and all of, they like uh, uh, Ben Carson, and all of these people are insurgent presidential candidates. They're not from you know the the confines of the families, if you will. 
And people are, like I said, they're beginning to pay attention to what really needs to change. Uh, obviously, yeah. that one of those things is term limits. And, you know, obviously Congress is going to sit there and fight against it. But when you look at term limits, if you have somebody that's in there for six years or 12 years, they spend, you know, at most a decade of their life serving the people that elected them, which is really what our government is supposed to be, not a right. career. Right. Uh, things certainly would change. Yeah, because then you've got to go – Unless you're going to go work for a lobbyist in Washington, then you got to go back home and live amongst your constituents. Yeah, and answer. And you have to them. abide by the same laws that are right. set for us. Right. I. Um. It come to me. It comes. It comes down. It was kind of a a, a a kind of a coarse question to ask, but he was spot on. You had mentioned it in the, in the first segment of your program where you were talking about how everybody uh, dogged out Trump for what he said about Mexico not sending their best people. Right. Okay. Well, and 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 you you nailed it. He didn't say anything that isn't true. But he was doing an interview. Trump was doing an interview with Don Lemon shortly after that, and they were talking about the the correlation between illegal immigrant illegal aliens and the crime rate. Where you see this influx of illegal aliens, and you know, and here was the question: Somebody's doing the raping, Don. Who's doing the raping? How many times do you see on uh, your social media networks where some illegal alien has been arrested for some manner of sexual assault, some kind of sexually predatory act? How many times do you see that, Keeper? Too many, and I've lost count. You know, I mean, you could. We could probably find them every hour if we dug. We could probably find them every – who knows what the statistic is. But it is a real problem, and it bothers you, and it bothers me. It bothers anybody that's got kids. It bothers anybody that's got a wife or a mom or a sister or a girl cousin or a girlfriend or a, or a daughter. And we don't want this. And this is a problem that is unnecessary. This is a social ill that can be reduced by busting these sons of bitches and getting them back. Okay? You know, something that's really really transpiring, um, gun sentences are, are going through the roof. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I heard, here, let me, let me quote some sister. Statistics that I heard uh, like I don't know, two to three weeks ago, and yeah, they're, everybody's got a statistic for something that I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I believe it. Um, women are buying weapons in the hundreds, or if if not hundreds, the hundreds of thousands, and they're learning to use them. Yes, because that, that's actually women true. Are, yeah. Women are paying attention to what is transpiring in, in not just America but other parts of the world. I mean, if you look at Great Britain, who has zero guns except in hunt clubs, period. That's, that's all. It's the only place that you can have a gun. Even the police do not have weapons unless they have, they have to bring them out for certain occasions. They have, you know, a billy club, which is, you know, <laughs> something that's really going to hurt. Uh, but it's not going to stop somebody with a gun. Okay. And a woman Here in America... Who- here in America, we have the awesome thing called the Second Amendment. And any time you hear 
uh, like here in Smith Mountain Lake, where that guy just shot that news reporter and the cameraman, right. but missed the missed the lady, completely missed the lady that was talking about Smith Mountain Lake, with 14 shots. I mean, he emptied the clip. Okay, but missed the lady that was talking about Smith Mountain Lake because supposedly he had a grudge against this news reporter because maybe she didn't go out with him or didn't like the cameraman because he was with her all the time or whatever it was. I mean, I kind of, I have a, I think it was staged myself, but that still remains to be seen. I haven't seen the body, so I couldn't tell you. Um, But women are actually purchasing weapons at a greater scale, and they are learning how to use them. They're becoming proficient with them. They are talking to the right people, whether it's at a gun store or uh, a friend of a friend who knows what they're talking about. Uh, And I pity the fool that actually goes after these people, goes after any woman, that has learned how to use a weapon. I mean, she, she will. Can, she will kill you. She will kill you. She will kill you. She will reload. She will I mean, shoot. She if, will if, shove the gun in your eye socket after it's over. Hey, women. Okay. It's actually proven women are better shots than men. Yes. Absolutely. Now, check this out, okay? If, you, if you're a dude with a knife, okay, and you're telling this lady, you know, to give me your wallet, Okay, and she's got a concealed carry permit, and she's got her 38 or her 9 millimeter, or maybe she's got her 410 in her purse. Okay, because she's got a concealed carry permit, and she is like rifling around in this thing, and you're like paying attention to what's going on. She lifts that purse up and shoots you. You're dead. Yeah, I'm just a dead dude with a knife. <laughs> and I mean, you know what? That's the way it ought to be, keeper. You're right. Okay, because if enough predators are killed by those whom they foolishly mistake as prey, that stuff will balance back out. An armed society is a polite society. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not going to be sticking your nose off into somebody else's business because you might get it blasted. Now, at the same time, here's something that I do worry about. Uh, I was in a local convenience store. It's busy. It is probably, if not the busiest, uh, probably uh, top, 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 top three busiest convenience store. I'm getting some feedback. I'm not sure who that is. But it's got to be one of the busiest convenience stores in my area. And there's this cat. He always carries. He always open carries. And his his holster is actually slipped behind his belt. He wears overalls. He's a bigger guy. And because he wears overalls, obviously his belt is somewhere around like half his butt as opposed to around his waist where it ought to be. And he's got his pistol in there. And I saw this cat the other day, and I'm looking at that thing, and I'm going, you know, I could walk up right up to that guy and pull that thing right out of his holster. He wouldn't even know it. That's what I worry about. And If you're going if you, if yeah. to carry and you're going to open carry, it needs to be secure in that holster. I mean, it's on your hip. You've got. It. I mean, you you've got to know. And if you look at look at you know bigger people, um, they they're they're unless you're really paying attention. And I'm one of those people that pay attention. I'm all my head is always on the swivel. I'm always looking. Always. I I see every single person. I look them from top to, or excuse me, I actually look them from bottom to top so I can remark about what their shoes are because you can take off a sweater or you can take off a jacket 
and now you look like somebody else. So I'm always looking at the shoes first. That's just what I do. But, well, you, I mean, when, when you look at bigger people, their awareness of themselves may not be the same level as somebody, uh, even if they are carrying. So those are the kinds of things that, that make me weary about people that open carry. If you've got it in a holster and it's on your hip and you can get to it without having to, like, look like you're scratching your butt, it's a little bit different. Well, and, but, and that's a legitimate concern. That really is because all it takes is a split second of inattention. I mean, Michael Brown insisted that Darren Wilson kill him that night because he was trying to go for his weapon. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I mean, then I, then I, but, but I understand what you're saying. And, and, it, and if it can happen that quickly to a law enforcement officer, someone who's trained to, in, in situational awareness and to be, to, be a, you know, to be aware of what's going on, you're absolutely right. And that is, that is a legitimate concern. I wonder, I wonder what the stats are on that. Yeah, if there's I mean, been any instances of what you of a scenario like what you're talking about. Well, see, when, when it, that kind of a scenario, you you, it's not something that's just going to happen, you right. know, like like immediately. It's not something. That, I mean, some people, well, it could, but I mean, I, here, like I said, here I am. I'm sitting there. I'm waiting in line to to get my stuff over the counter, and I see this guy. He's kind of in front of me. And I've seen him a number of times, and it's always in the same place. Um, and as I'm looking at this cat, I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, is there a snap on this holster? Well, I really don't see one. Um, but I could I could probably reach in there and pull the whole weapon and holster right out of his belt buckle. or you know, Because it wasn't even secured to his belt. You know, if, if, if something really went down, he's got his hands full, and there was some other person in this store with a weapon, and they decided to go postal, I think that I could probably get to that before he could. And nothing against him. I'm sure he's a really good guy. He, he may no, be very well-versed yeah, in, yeah. in in that. I mean, I, you just don't know. Right. Uh, and a lot of people say that carrying, being, you know, carrying openly, having an open carry or whatever, um, is not necessarily a deterrent. It makes you more of a target. I, I don't agree with that. I honestly do not agree with that because just like a police presence, if a bad guy sees a cop, he's going to change his mind, go elsewhere, and look for an easier target. Right. If you're in an establishment and you see somebody that has an open carry, has a weapon on their hip, and they're just walking around, they're minding their own business or whatever, you don't know whether or not they're paying attention. It could be a case of, well, okay, well, that, then maybe I don't want to do that here. Exactly. I'd and I think that, you're right on not, that. Not that, yeah, not, not that person being a target. Well, the stats prove it. Look at the look at the cities where guns are banned, where the people are armed. You have the highest crime rates. Where Chicago. people can open carry. Yeah, Chicago, New York, D.C., where you can open carry, places like Texas, have the lowest crime rate. Well, and in, in Detroit, you know, law enforcement officials in Detroit are saying, "Hey, citizens, arm your damn selves. We can't do it." Yeah. Can you imagine in America, in the 21st century, living? I mean, that's that was the kind of dystopian crap we watched in the RoboCop pictures. Didn't they take place in Detroit? Yeah. A, a totally ghettoed out Detroit. Jeez, talk about art imitating life. Or, I guess, <laughs> reverse in this case, life imitating art. Yeah. Uh, 
it's it's um I personally I do not yet own a weapon. And at some point I will purchase one. Um I know how to handle myself. I'm not afraid of somebody coming up to me if they got a gun in their hand if they're, you know, if I can reach them, they're going to die. If they're more than if they're farther away than arm's reach, uh it might be a little bit different situation. But it's been proven that even if somebody has a weapon pointed at you and you are more than 20 feet away, you can get to them before they hit you with that gun, before they're able to pull the trigger in an effective enough fashion to hit you. So really it comes down to, you know, being afraid of your attacker, which is what most attackers want you to be, is intimidated and afraid of doing anything. And it takes training to overcome a lot of that. I'm I'm lucky enough to, to I've been shot at. I know what it's like. I've had a gun pointed at my face. I know what it's like. Um, and I said, okay, I don't like this, so I'm going to do something about it. I just did, I didn't sit there and roll over and go, oh, 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 oh. I decided to do something about it, which is what women are doing all over the United States. And I love you. Thank you for doing it because yeah. I love don't shoot people me. that open carry. Don't shoot yeah. me. I love you, girls. I respect you. <laughs> I am team woman all the way. Don't shoot me. Uh, we've got another caller on the line. And I'm going to, I don't know who this is. I'm not familiar with the name, with the name but I'm going to go ahead and take a chance. And uh, we're going to go ahead and put John on the line with us. And uh, we'll hear what he has to say. John, are you there? Hey, John. Hello. Hello. Um, uh, I'm looking for a John. Is that correct? Uh, no keeper. It's Ann. Oh, hi, Ann. How are you doing, sweetheart? Hey, Ann. <laughs> All right. I'm glad I called hey, in tonight. Hey, you know, you, this show is so freaking fluid tonight. It's awesome. You guys are hitting so many points, and it's it's really, really awesome. You know, but the most current that you're talking about is the weapons. Right here in Missouri, just this week, we had an 11-year-old boy that was defending his home yeah. with a weapon, and he shot and killed the intruder. That person yep. had tried to break in their house multiple times that didn't get through. <laughs> Mom went off to work, and this kid was at home, and he was trained how to use that weapon, and he used it and protected himself and his younger sibling. Little well, brother. A little sister, wasn't it? Or oh, was it a brother? No, it was a brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and right here, and you know, the fact is that if a person is trained to do what they need to do, they can defend themselves from those jerks that are trying to hurt people. This person that, that was trying to invade that home had done it multiple times. That's why the mom went out and got a weapon and trained that young man, how to defend themselves because it was a necessity. And if you mentioned statistics earlier, I don't have the numbers, but I do know this much from what I've been researching so far is that it is a proven fact every community that has open carry, their crime rates are so low. 
compared to yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. If you come, if you look at Saint, look, compare Saint Louis, Detroit, um, San Diego, Chicago. That, yeah, Chicago. All those places where they're not allowed. The criminals don't buy guns legally. And now Hillary's saying that she's going to say, yeah, if I become president, I'm going to add 25% tax on, on guns that are bought legally. That's not going to stop crime. That's just going to make people go, the legal people go out and buy guns illegal too. Yeah, I'll go buy, buy, be, buy one off a black market. Here. I, I, I mean, daggone right. You'll if have you're a gun. Ban guns, if you're going to ban guns or make them so expensive to purchase, I'll go buy one off the black market. I'll go, you know, talk to this person, this person, this person. Hey, I need, you know, I want to buy a weapon. I want to be proficient at it. Blah, 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 blah. Let's look at Fast and Furious. She armed criminal. She has no room to be talking. That's like calling the kettle black. Yeah. She, she, I don't know why she's not wearing orange yet. Well, you know, you did see her in her orange suit, right? Oh, the um, Wes is here in the background, and he just corrected me. You guys were right. It was a four-year-old sister. Oh, okay. But I got two different stories in, the, in, know, in the brain matter. right now. The boy stood up and defended his family. He did the right thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right, true. The kids but, know, once upon a time, I mean, I know that you guys are familiar with this, but, uh, you know, once upon a time, we used to teach our kids, our children, in schools how to shoot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, my and, dad was a military and, policeman. As soon as he came home, he, I I was yeah. on the front porch shooting deer. When we weren't shooting deer, my mom was teaching me how to target shoot with moving targets that were higher up, so I could learn at smaller targets that moved. And I'm not going to explain how I was taught that one because that one's a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, it was it was nothing to see. You know, especially in New York. You know, a kid goes to school on a city bus uh, to carry a rifle, or get on the get on the regular school bus carrying a rifle to go to school. Right. And Russia today still does that. Certain parts of Russia still do that. But now it's like, oh no, we're we're our society well, has you know, moved okay, so much faster. Let's look at an even more important comparison. What our government is doing to us now, they're trying to strip us of our rights to protect ourselves, not just from the criminal, but the tyranny of the government. But now let's look at the East. Let's look what they're doing. How many criminals are teaching their children when they're two years old how to pick up one of those, what are they, um, RK-15? AK-47? AK, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've got you and Weston in the background in AK-47. <laughs> hey, Wes, why don't you come on a show, dude? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so the point that I'm trying to make is that if we compare what our government's doing to us, they're trying to not only strip us of our rights, they're trying to become tyrannical. You know, they, they're, they're, well, they're, they're trying to become tyrannical. They are tyrannical, and that's king. why the patriotic no movement is king. doing what it's doing and paying attention. And and there is a desire to see something different, which is why so many people are are you know flocking to the likes of Donald Trump, to Ted Cruz, to Fiorino, and and oh, free it better not because she's she promotes Muslims. She doesn't realize does that if she ever got voted, if she ever got voted, they would chop her head off anyway. I mean, it, 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 it doesn't, but see, that's why so many people are flocking to 
these people and paying attention to what it is that they have to say because they know that something is wrong with government and they have known for a long time. They just don't know what to do. So they hang their hopes on people like Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and Fiorino. Well, and, and well, they I'm going to tell you what I do. They want something different. They just don't know how to go well, about doing it. Do. And if they, if they you know, went to their neighbor and they talked to their neighbor, which nobody does anymore, and, and you know, they had a conversation with their neighbor and they said, well, hey, the next city council meeting, let's go sit in and find out what's going on with our city council. And then well, look at what I do. I know you know I do this. I go, I have connected on Facebook, ironically, but the point that I'm getting ready to say is that I've gone, found Donald Trump, found uh, Ted, Senator Cruz, Dr. Carson, any one of those running for office that if you look at their track records and compare them, you can see, inclu- inclusive of Trey Gowdy, Judge Tero, um, Janine Tero, and I literally every day, I have l- this Word document where I put it in order. Who should be president? Who should be vice president? Who should be in what other position to clean out the whole freaking current corrupt D.C. cartel? And it includes co- retired Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, uh, Colonel, retired Colonel Oliver North, you know, a whole boatload list, right? Colonel Mattis. Every day I send a copy of this to every one of them saying, please join up together. You will make the most awesome team. You can clean out the cabinet, clean out all the mess that has happened over the last decade, actually a couple decades, but anyway, the point is <laughs> um, keep sending it to them every day. And I've been listening of course, all I have is Internet right now, so I'm sitting here watching the different Internet news. And here are some of the things I've been pointing out to Trump. Here he's doing it with Cruz. Yeah. Then, I, then I point something else out to Cruz, and guess what he did? I'm sitting here saying you need to support Davis, Kim Davis in Kentucky, because she was not breaking the law. Kentucky voted on their law. Yeah. Their legislation said it's against the law to give issue a marriage license to same-sex people. Uh, do you and know yet, if this was a federal Supreme judge that were in jail, jail or if it was a, a state judge? Any idea? It was a Supreme Court judge that did it, and she is a gay judge. I thought it was a she guy. Is, no, it's a female gay judge. I thought it was a guy that did it. They showed it somewhere. I saw a picture of some smashingly the, swarthy, the, handsome the gentleman the sitting behind the bench This is the guy that put her in jail. No, this no. The case started out with a man, but the person that actually signed for her to be arrested was a female. Was a female judge? No, she's the gay one that keeps no, promoting. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure. It was no, what you? Yeah, it was. It was a guy. The one you're talking about is the judge in Texas that said she refused to give any divorces to heterosexuals until they made. Is that what it is? It. Okay. Yeah, until they made gay marriage legal. The point I was trying to get to is that Cruz, I suggested to him to go support her since she is following her state laws, which, uh, what is the proper word I'm trying to find? Supersedes or, uh, the Supreme Court cannot overrule an elected law in a state. Well, the thing is, I'm not sure how it's properly worded. Yeah, you're right. State law. Right. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Supersede federal law. Okay. Thank um, you. Here, yes. Right. Here's the deal. Okay. Um, federal agencies cannot <clears throat> cannot 
excuse me, <clears throat> one more second. Federal agencies, no matter what they are, whether it's a court or a Department of Homeland Security or uh, whatever, any federal agency cannot commandeer state officials to do whatever it is they're trying to do. They cannot say, okay, you have to do this because we said so, we're the feds, and that's the way it goes. And right. I think so Ryan they literally kidnapped her, law, what they did. Well, yeah, they, they, yeah they, they were trying to intimidate her into, you know, adhering to federal law, and it would have set a precedent. So I'm glad that she stood for, you know, Kentucky law. I'm glad that she stood for, uh, you know, she followed Kentucky law because that's really, yeah, religious rights, because really that's what she was doing. Yes, I understand that she is a uh, uh, an elected official performing the duty of a government official. Okay, I get that. However, because of the laws in the state of Kentucky, she was actually adhering to the laws of that state. Okay, and, and right. if you look across the United States, you've got sanctuary cities. You've got Washington and Colorado and certain parts of California that sit there and snub their nose at the federal law that says you cannot smoke or sell marijuana because it's illegal because the Fed says it is. So when when you're picking and choosing a fight, okay, she was right to do what she did. And if Washington Definitely. State or Colorado wants to sit there and say, well, we're not going to, you know, you know, push federal law because we're not feds, we're state officials, and you're smoking with a, within the, the state law how to do it, whatever it is that they dictated, fine, whatever, just don't drive. You can't buy it and take it home. As I understand it, you can, you, it has to, you have to go to the cafe or whatever it happens to be, enjoy it there, and then you can go on your merry way, uh, whether it is right now or a certain amount of time. Uh, Basically, it's like uh, beer or alcohol. You're not supposed to do it and then drive. Right. That's what they're saying. Which, anytime I've ever smoked, uh, I was too paranoid to drive, or I drove about five miles an hour below the speed limit, and I was paying attention (laughs) to everything around me. (laughs) Okay. I mean, (laughs) there's not. (laughs) I got that t shirt, man. (laughs) <laughs> There's not been one death attributed directly to marijuana ever. Period. And it's well, can, I, can I can I let me interject here for a minute, guys, if I may. I don't mean to interrupt your show, interrupt your show uh um uh keeper. But and you brought up a brought up a few names a while ago as far as Judge Janine and uh what's the other judge's name? Not a penal or whatever it's called, whatever your name is. Uh, you know, well there's Judge Janine Poe and then there's Judge Napolitano. That one. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I like I like what they they come across and everything, but you know, my thought on that is these same people gave up their position of power to where they could have actually made a difference to become TV stars. Yeah. Well, there's more money in it, uh, so obviously. Again, so again, and, so, and, right. And, so I mean, you know what? But you, both of them are still is, judges. Well, both are still legal judges. judges. Here's the thing. Okay. They're not sitting on a bench nowhere, and they're not making a difference besides running their mouth. Well, that may be the case, Bobby, but what is transpiring, they're educating people. They've never been people. disbarred. They've never been disbarred. They're educating people. They are, they are um, explaining the laws at, that they learned in layman's terms so that everyday people like me or Joe the plumber <laughs> um, can really understand them. And, you know, when you're talking about, you know, the judges that do this stuff, uh, a lot of them do address or adhere to or try and uh, push what's called common law. And Brian and I have had many conversations about this. 
Uh, and I think that, that We Are One America is actually one of the organizations that is trying to get people involved with common law and pay attention to what's transpiring on a local level as opposed to a federal level. Because when you, when you change something or try to get something done, that's really where individuals have to start. You have to start where you live. And, you know, like I said, people don't talk to anybody anymore. They're all too busy on their phone, and we're walking around like zombies, paying attention to our phone, heads down. Everybody needs to, like, you know, who cares what your cat looks like? Congratulations, your cat had kitties. Rock on. But we don't need daily pictures about that stuff on Facebook or Twitter or whatever it happens to be. We don't need to hear about a couple that is having a, a breakup conversation on a plane while some lady is sitting there, you know. Yeah, tweeting, that's Judge Judy you know, and Judge Mathis. I mean, tweeting the, she's, this lady is sitting there, and she's, I don't know if she's across the aisle or whatever, but she's listening to this conversation, and she's like laying, you know, these people's lives out there. And gladly she didn't know their name, but still, it was, yeah, that was messed up. Oh, my God, this is so nice. She had, like, what was it, like 9,000 hits in, like, 20 minutes or something? I mean, it's it, – people are paying attention to the wrong thing. It's all a distraction. It, 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 if, if people were actually paying attention to not just the federal government but their local government, you could see the kinds of things that are transpiring, meetings behind closed doors that are not supposed to happen, okay? If you walk into uh, uh, your board of supervisors meeting – and they're having this conversation, and somebody is allowed to sit there and speak, and they have a certain amount of time left on their little clock. And whoever the 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 the, the leader is of this thing, the, the the lead supervisor or whatever, and they say, well, you're out of order, and they bang their gavel, and you still have time, they don't like what it is that you're saying. And then you happen to, especially if they don't like what you're saying, they're going to bang you out of order. You must be saying something that is absolutely correct because they don't want to hear it because most people don't like being shown the fact that they're doing something wrong. I'm guilty of it. I don't like being shown I'm doing something wrong. I hate it. And it's one of the most difficult things that, that anybody, especially people in a place uh, uh, at a, at a you know, board of supervisors or elected officials, want to admit. I mean, look at look at on a federal level. Look at Hillary Clinton. She doesn't want to admit that she did something wrong, even though she knew damn well she was doing something wrong by having a she a, did it a with state intent. person. Yeah, she okay? didn't care. She knew she didn't care. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and, and a lot of times the truth hurts, but anytime somebody points out something to me that I'm doing wrong, I go, "Well, shit." You know what? You're absolutely right. And it, mm-hmm. I like I said, why I is she eaten, not ignoring that? I have eaten a lot of humble pie in my life, and it doesn't taste good, but I learned from it, and, and you know, I, I, I do my best to step up and move on, and that's really what people got to do. Uh, and I've witnessed it by people that I love to death, and I call them some of my greatest friends, and it, it just, these, the, the people that we associate with, to be a true friend, you've got to lay it out for them sometimes, and people lay it out for me quite a bit. And I love them for it because it doesn't just make me a better person. It makes me appreciate them all the more because they were willing to say that, hey, you screwed up and we're going to move on. Not you screwed up and you sucked by. I mean, if you, it's different if you do it over and over and over and over and over. 
because, you know, you give that person, you know, opportunity after opportunity, and how many chances have people given Hillary Clinton for crying out loud? How many times have we heard Barack Obama lie his ass off? Oh, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. They say this stuff <laughs> over and over and over, and we start to believe it because we're not really paying attention like we should be. We're not that stupid. We're just turning our – they're just turn, the ones that – how do I say this without saying something wrong on the radio – Oh, let, uh, let your hair down, buddy. Uh, You're <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> Fill it out, bud. Um, they're just being—they're acting like they're stupid and ignorant. And the reality is, they think that because he's black and they're black, that means they're going to get away with whatever crimes that they, they want to pull. The reality is, is that we're dealing with this crud because people want to get away with crap, and now they're doing it. That's well, why yeah, we're having to deal with cops being killed by black people. They're white cops or Hispanic cops. You're not seeing any black cops being killed. They're all anything but black. And it's well, all black people who want to kill them. And it's black people promoting it. And it starts at the top. It is starting yes. from the White House. I hear they need to arrest his little butt and put it, in, put it in Gitmo with where he, well, he emptied the blades out. Might as well go back up somebody, with his cabinet. Hang on, Ann. Somebody wants to jump in. What's up? Since you did bring up the, you know, cheaper than a cell phone health care, um, <laughs> here's, here's one for you. That my, wife, my wife brought up a good point. She was shopping for health insurance, right? Blue Cross Uh-oh. Blue Shield forces you. They will not complete the process until you go to healthcare.gov. Healthcare.gov wants you to put the information in, and then they denied healthcare to my children, said you must go through the TIP program through the state, which they denied it, so my kids can't even get health insurance. Wow. Yet they're going to fine you via IRS, which is an illegal tax. If you don't have insurance, they're going to tax you for it. But it's not a fine. It's not a fine. But. But here's the other kicker. They won't give the they haven't given us the paperwork to say they're denied for us to take it to the insurance company to have them put on the ins- the, the uh insurance. Yeah, you know, yeah, it just it's a about... big ball that keeps rolling and what it boils down to, it's an illegal tax because they don't have the right to put, make a new tax. Congress is the only one that's allowed to write a new tax, just like new laws. But they shoved Obamacare through, and President Rogers actually said that's exactly what it is. Americans are so stupid, they're going to fall for it. Hello? It's not. Here's the deal, okay? It's not that Americans are stupid. It's that Americans are not paying attention to the right things to be able to make a difference. Yeah, that is definitely true. You've got well, I'm not saying that Americans are stupid. I'm saying that the guy that wrote it initially said that we were well, stupid. I'm not saying well, I agree yeah. with him. Yeah. There's somebody uh, I was thinking way like you. People like Nancy Pelosi well, are stupid. Okay. Well, we got to pass it to find out what's in it. I mean, come on. You're going to go with Pelosi? I mean, really. Any, I mean, any, and any people that actually sit there and vote for 13 congressmen that have been in office for over 430-something years combined, Kind of makes you question the intelligence behind the American people. <laughs> okay, I have to agree with that one. <laughs> yeah. 
see, the thing is, though, wow. is that we, we as, as Americans, are inundated with so much stuff. Stuff. I mean, stuff. Okay, I mean, everything. We're, I mean, from who's breaking out the new, uh, the new vodka, or, you know, P. Diddy and breaking out his new cologne, or... Who, who um, mentioned the word incumbent earlier? That was me. I did. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, that was James. Okay. I mean, that's that word just the thing. Being outlawed. I mean, that word should, outlawed. you're right, you're, you're right. We should not have incumbent uh, politicians. I mean, you serve, no. six, serve six years, serve 12 years, a decade of your life, uh, and then go back to, you know, go back to private service. Go back to the pri- private world, okay? Get out of public service and live under the same laws that are created, okay? Um, President Washington himself said the government was not designed for them, any politician to stay as a politician all their life. They are meant to come as an elective, do their job, and then go back to their regular job. Well, see, that's where it comes from when people are not paying attention. And you guys know me. If uh, One of my lines is, if you're not mad, you're not paying attention. And if you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem. That's and right. That is exactly and you're what's accurate. Transpiring. I mean, we got baseball. We got basketball. We got college football. We got uh, national football. We got NF or, uh, NASCAR. We've got um, the Kardashians train wreck. We've got Bruce Jenner. Yeah. <laughs> That's being Kaylin, if you know, if you're going to get a dick cut off on me, bro, have happy times with your surgery or whatever. You still want to classify yourself as a heterosexual, but you want to look like a woman or be a woman, whatever it happens to be. Okay, well, that's not new. But he ain't done the surgery. Okay, it's not new. He ain't wiped it off. He's still a man. Well, And it doesn't whatever. change his DNA. I mean, you're right. I, I mean, I talked about that earlier. It does not. And, and DNA says you are a this, period. Okay, what is wrong with a boy's bathroom and a girl's bathroom? Here in the town that I live in, a transgender person wants to use. There's no the such thing. Sex, it's a person that does sick and needs treatment. That's the that they identify with. And the Supreme Court said, well, no, you've got to still keep using a private bathroom. You don't get to use a boy's room. You don't get to use a girl's room. You get to go use this bathroom that's now been designate, designated for you. Okay? And I'm sure they're going to appeal this. They're going to take it as far as they possibly can. Okay? If you identify as a female, and you have a boy's body, go use the boy's room. That's right. You can go in well, the room and close the, the door and sit have down you like women do. Here, I'm sorry? Did you read about the boy in high school that's claiming he's a, a girl in a boy's body, so he demanded? Didn't that's ask. Here. He that's where I live. He instantly threatened to sue if they didn't let him in the girl's bathroom. That's no. where I live. And that's the room. That story that. is transpiring in the town that I live in. What, that in Hillsboro, Missouri? You're not in Hillsboro. That, that little that's guy in Hillsboro, Missouri. Missouri. Missouri.
couple of students, actually, the whole school and, walked and, out. And both of these stories are very, very similar, okay? Now, one of them wants to use the one I think you're talking about that we've seen this picture that made the description, James made the description of, is he, DNA, he wants to use the girls' restroom. Right. And has been doing so for a certain length of time, and nobody really had a problem with it until the parents found out that that's what was transpiring, and then it made national headlines. This one here in Gloucester, Virginia, and you're welcome to look it up, Gloucester, Virginia, you can look right. it up in the Daily Press, is uh, the same thing, okay? They sued, the, they sued the school, and the school said, well, we'll give you a private bathroom, and, you know, Whatever it was. That's what they did here. They gave him a private bathroom and he didn't okay. like it. He wanted it in the girls' room. Okay. Now, listen. If you're <laughs> if you're a boy and you identify as a girl and you have boy parts, uh, you're a boy. Yeah. You ain't a girl. Oh, yeah. That's all there is to it. Now, you can go to the boys' restroom and walk into the stall and close the door and still sit down to pee like girls do. Plain and simple. You don't have to walk up to a stall and pull your bridges down or whatever, unzip your zipper, and relieve yourself at a urinal. Boys' bathrooms do have stalls with doors. They didn't used to. They didn't when I was a kid. But they do now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, there's no reason. Okay. If you identify, <laughs> oh, well, you know, the the argument is, there's a, oh, well, you know, they identify this way and, you know, if we don't adhere to, you know, their personal, you know, identification issues, then they're going to get bullied or they're going to get beat up or, you know, God forbid, you know, they Keep might her. get raped or something. Give me you a break. That's the argument. I, that I'm is the argument that the liberal side is. the argument that the liberal side of the agenda gives. Oh, well, you know, we, the reality everybody's is equal. These boys are watching adult LGBTs taking people to court. And they're winning because the liberalism bull hockey. But these boys are boys blaming this so they can get into girls' lockers so they can take a peek at them. They're being teenage boys. Let's be realistic well, here, guys. Well, well yeah. they're boys. I would agree with that. I would agree with that being. I would. I would agree with that being a full-on heterosexual because I like girls. However, well, of course you do. I mean, if 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 you're if you're dressing up as a girl and you have barrettes in your hair like a girl does and you wear makeup like a girl does and you paint your nails like a girl does, maybe you do identify as a girl. Maybe you were, you know, maybe you looked at G.I. Joe as a little kid and said, ooh, that's yeah, ugly. Yeah, but none of these wanna, boys are doing that. These two cases, this, as far as I are, know, are they not. They identify as a female for whatever reason, okay? And because of the liberal agenda and the liberal side of things, oh, you know, well, you know, we don't want them to get bullied, and we don't want them to get, you know, beat up on or picked on or anything like that because everybody in America is equal. No, we're not. We're not. Not everybody in America is equal, and that is part of the political correctness. That needs God to stop made two genders for a reason. Excuse me? God made gen- two genders for a reason. Yeah, to go make babies and have more kids. That's so, right. And it well, even says in First Corinthians, that no man shall lie with another man because that is an abomination. Well, yeah, but see, I mean, the way things are going in the United States, nobody really listens to the Bible anymore. Nobody, nobody well. cares anymore. Nobody, nobody takes that teaching and really understands it. You know what? We've got about two minutes well, left. Well, the more America turns into Sodom and Gomorrah, let's remember what thought happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, it was wiped off the face of the planet. So, I mean. I don't want to be and, sodomized. 
<laughs> no, thank you very much. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to stop it. Keeper, thanks for, for letting me hang out, man. I really appreciate it. I, James, I appreciate you being and here. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to take over either. Do we want to I'm going to go in over. I was going to let you. I'm sorry, can I say that again? I said, I'm going I'm to go ahead and say goodnight. I'll let you go ahead and wrap this up. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for letting me hang around. Betty, it was good to get to talk to you, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, y'all All be right. good. Thanks, James. James Bossick, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. I do appreciate that. Uh, like I said, he does the Weekend Perspective. That's a Friday night program, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 6 p.m. Central, 4 o'clock Pacific. Right here at the same phone number, 516-453-9128. You can catch him this Friday. He's got an hour-long program. I'm sure he will dive a little bit deeper into the emails. Uh, of course, I'm not sure exactly what he's going to be talking about, but it, it does <laughs> – he does go uh, into things quite a bit more. Uh, we touched on a lot of topics tonight. Brian was on the line with us, and uh, we had my friend Ann on the line with us as well. Uh, it's been a dynamite show. It has passed so quickly, and I appreciate that. Uh, be sure and listen next Wednesday night, same time, same phone number. I'll be here, Keeper. And uh, I- I'm actually going to be bringing on a young lady that's going to be talking about bullying and discussing how to deal with him, a-, a little bit different approach than the liberal agenda, which is don't bully and stop bullying and report it to your teacher and things like that. Very different outlook. I invite you to tune into that program. It's going to be Dynamite Show. Captain Marty is her name, and uh, you'll be, lo- be looking forward to the advertisement. So we're going to get out of here. We're going to wrap this up with Dave Bray, National Anthem on that side. And thank you for being here. Brian, I appreciate that. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, Sue, just after that show. I don't, or After the uh, National Anthem, I don't think I'll be back. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you'd like to listen to this in archive and finish up the rest of it, you can. That's at blogtalkradio.com forward slash W-I-N-N. Any one of the programs is right there for you to hear. So on the way out, National Anthem, again, we'll see you next time. Have a great week. Have a blessed one.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.